Praise God, saints of God. We are still doing spiritual warfare. We want to give honor to the spirit of Christ once again and to our apostle and our bishop Hunter. We thank God for this opportunity. Once again, we are continuing to teach on spiritual warfare. We have already gotten three episodes that you can go back and listen to. Uh, getting ready for warfare, talking about who you are in Christ and your authority. And uh, we are also talking today about who the enemy is. We ought to know our enemy, saints of God. So we're going to look at who our enemy is and his strategies against the people of God. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this privilege to pray. We ask you to go before us, lead us, guide us, and direct us in the way you would have us to go. Speak to us and through us. And, oh God, speak a word that will fall on good ground today in Jesus' name. So, we are beginning, we were beginning and preparing for spiritual warfare. The first thing we uh, learned is that we need to work on ourselves. Praise God. That's the first thing we do is work on ourselves. Glory to God. So, now we're going to talk about Satan, who he is, who he is not, and the tactics that he uses. When any time uh, you go into a battle, anyone goes into a battle, it's imperative that you know who you're fighting against. How can you win if you don't know who the enemy is? The Lord always wants us to be aware and to know truly who our enemies are. And sometimes we get a little confused about that. We think it's someone close to us. Just remember that we are not fighting against flesh and blood. This is spiritual warfare. It's difficult sometimes to separate uh, the two because when the enemy comes at you through a person that's close to you, a child, a brother, a sister, a spouse, or whoever, uh, it's hard sometimes because they're familiar. You are familiar with them. You hear their voice. You see their behavior and all the rest of it. And sometimes it's hard. It's very hard. But we need to realize by the grace of God, we got to know the truth. Feel that's why it's important for us to look at spiritual warfare. Second Corinthians chapter 11 uh, I'm sorry, chapter 2, verse 11, Apostle Paul was telling the church at Corinth uh, that we need to know the devices of Satan, lest he get advantage of us. So therefore, we should not be ignorant to his devices. You know, Satan has been around thousands of years, and he could take advantage of you, if you don't know who he is, if you play around on his ground, if you don't understand how he operates, he could get advantage of you, even being a Christian. So it's very important that we know who he is. So our enemy, our enemies are Satan and his cohorts, our other fallen angels, the ones that fell with him, the wicked ones. They are our enemies. Satan is and his cohorts are created beings. 
the ex-affiliates of heaven, according to St. Luke chapter 10 and 18. He was Archangel Lucifer. Now I understand when he was in heaven, he was the lead accuser of the brothering as he is today. So you can recognize when the enemy uh, through anyone is making accusation against you. It's not that individual. It is Satan himself or one of his demons speaking in your ear, accusing you. Glory to God sometimes of your own self he accuses you of yourself tells you you're not good enough you're not smart enough uh you're not tall enough or you're not anointed enough whatever anyway he can accuse you of yourself and he can accuse the other brethren uh against you and you against them just like he did with job he went there and accuse job to the lord and so what he does is he runs around looking for things that you and i might do and he would bring accusation against us but thanks be to god which gives us the victory through jesus christ our lord satan is the prince of the evil spirits an adversary of a god in judaism in uh, Christianity and in Islam. Satan traditionally understood as an angel who rebelled against God and was cast out of heaven, fallen angel with one third of the angels there. Uh, and they were there before creation of humankind. You can find that in Ezekiel 28, 14 through 18 and Isaiah chapter 14 12 through 17 and in the New Testament chapter Luke chapter 10 and verse 18 Jesus said he saw Satan falling from heaven like lightning praise God all three religions also see Satan as the reason uh, of humankind's expulsion from the Garden of Eden in the English transliteration of Hebrew, of the Hebrew word for Satan, is adversary in the Bible. He roams throughout the earth trying to find an accusation against you and me. And do you know that's the opposite of what God does in 2 Chronicles 16 and 19? Uh, the Lord's eyes also run to and fro throughout the whole earth, but his eyes are running, glory to God, to see those who are, have a heart that is blameless towards him. That's what he's doing. His eyes are running, glory to God. Can you imagine God's eyes just running quickly, looking for somebody doing good. Satan is looking for somebody who's uh, doing something contrary to the word of God. And why does God have his eyes running? Glory to God. Oh, he wants to give strength and support to those whose heart is blameless towards him. And what does Peter say in 1 Peter 5 and 8? It says, listen, saints of God, be sober. Don't walk around drunk staggering and not being able to see slayered speech falling all over things no i need you to be vigilant and he is telling us today we need to be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may devour he disguises himself as an angel of light 
but he is a true enemy of God and Christ. He has power now. He has power to enter and act through you and I, if we allow him to. Hence, a person can be called Satan because of the way they act in their attitude. Uh, through his subordinate, which those people, those demon spirits that are under him, those demons, Satan can possess a, a human body. Yes, he can. People can be a demon possessed, afflicting them and making them diseased. He can do that. How can he do that? Because we have lowered our standard. We are not doing what we ought to do. Glory to God. And when the name Bel Belzebub, I'm sorry, is used and mentioned in the gospel, it's really talking about demonic possession. And it comes from the God of Akron, Belzebub. You can find that in for Second Kings chapter one. He also identifies as the devil. This term is used in the New Testament even more than the name Satan is. So Philippians two ten and eleven says this. Hallelujah! No matter what Satan is doing, glory to God that at the name of Jesus, Hallelujah, every knee shall bow in heaven and in earth and the things under the earth that every tongue shall confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of the father glory to god satan hides behind the flesh and we must pray for the discerning of spirits so that we may recognize when he comes to us disguising himself first john 2 16 says for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it's of the world. He wants you and I to operate in the flesh as well. He works through our senses. He will cause you to say something. He will cause you to uh, somebody to say something so you can get upset. He'll cause you to see something or to feel something that will cause you to do a thing out of the will of God, off the track, lose your focus, lose your temper. And if so, he could cause you to lose your mind. Glory to God. So he wants you to do something that you will feel defeated. You will feel sorry for what you've done. But Romans 6 and 16 the Apostle Paul says this, Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. The choice is yours, saints of God. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 3 and 6, we know that we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We God does not need our guns, our, our knives. He doesn't need our mouth to tell somebody off. He doesn't need our hand to slap anybody. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down vain imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness 
to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. He's a murderer. He's a liar. And he's the father of lies. Take a look at John 8 and 44. He's a liar in every form. Whatever the devil tells you, remember this. It's a lie. Hallelujah. He's a thief. John 10 and 10 says the thief comes not. The devil don't even come except he does three things. Two, he's either trying to steal, to kill, or to destroy. His ultimate goal is to destroy. Glory to God. And the end of the verse, but it gives us some hope. It says, I come, but I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That's another promise that we can hold on to. Do you believe it, saints of God? Just know, as long as the enemy is hidden, he will continue to operate. So it's up to you and I to expose the enemy. If you know that he is uh, tormenting you about something, expose that thing. I was listening to Pastor Jamal Bryant, and he began to say, yes, I had an affair that cost me my marriage and cost me my family. He exposed the enemy. Now he can go ahead and preach. We as saints of God and intercessors can deal with the situation wholeheartedly. As long as the enemy is hidden, saints, he will continue to operate. Hallelujah. Who he is not. Glory to God. He has no rule on earth. He needs a body to operate in. He just can't come here. That's why he operated in the snake because he needs a body to operate in. He is the prince of the air over the kingdom of darkness. He is not omnipresent in all places at all, at all times. He is not omniscient. He's not all-knowing. He's not, glory to God, um, uh omnipotent, all-powerful, glory to God. He is not any of the things God is. So he is not on the level of our heavenly father. And father, we thank you, thank you, thank you that you have given us authority over the enemy. So father, we come as your official legislator and law enforcement agent. We come in a name, in the resurrected name of Jesus, who whose we are and whom do we serve that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow things in heaven and things in the earth things under the earth and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and we come in the name of Jesus to effect and enforce God's original plan and purposes over and against the plans and purposes of Satan in Jesus name. God, we thank you, oh God, for this spiritual warfare. We decree and declare that our eyes of the spirit function 2020 vision for correct understanding and interpretation of divine movements. My ears are in tune with correct frequency in the realm of the spirit and I have clear transmission in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We can decree a thing. We can decree a thing, saints of God. Hallelujah. We decree and declare that heaven uh, rules and reigns in Jesus' name. Kingdom of heaven rules and reigns. Father, we thank you and we pray that this word would fall on good ground in Jesus' name. God bless you. 
saints of God, we are doing warfare. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. We have our war clothes on. Glory to God. Oh, don't ever turn back, saints of God. No matter what the attack from the enemy is, don't turn back. Call somebody. Get them to touch and agree with you. Pray you through that thing. Glory to God. We love you until our next time. May you be blessed.